Hello, this is the first podcast for Mom Around the Corner. I am Ann Wax, and I am going to be working with Gail hoffer Loibel. And we're both mothers. In fact, I am Gail's mother. Thank you. Yes, as my mother, Anne, mentioned, I am, in fact, her daughter. I have two young boys who are six and three, so I am relatively new to the parenting experience. Not like her mother. I am coming from a perspective of modern parenting, and more I'm or old, less. And I'm old parenting. Which doesn't mean that's good or bad. I also am a mom blogger. I blog at Maybe I'll Shower Today, and I share my thoughts and fears and hopes and dreams about parenting there. Uh, And so I hope with this podcast, we can provide some different points of views from two different stages stages of life life and be that mom around the corner that people can relate to. So we decided that the first topic should be, because it's a new beginning for us and it's a new beginning for our audience, is the birthing process, because birth is the beginning of everything. So we are going to be speaking about birth, what we went through, and our different perception and thought process of how it happened to us. Because when I gave birth to Gail, it was not two or three years ago, obviously. It was many years ago, and things have changed. And obviously, I wasn't asked all these questions when she was growing up. Perhaps it was a good thing. So the first question is, Gail, when you got pregnant, did you think about giving birth at all? I did. I was not the first out of my girlfriends to get pregnant and have children. So I had some information, so to speak, from people in my life about their births, their pregnancies, And so I was in that sort of stage where people around me were having kids and I definitely had expectations on what might happen. I had some fears about what might happen when a lot of pregnant women will will probably relate to this. You hear these stories and you get very nervous about what might be. And so I definitely had some thoughts about it and that may have affected how I went through my first pregnancy and what I tried been trying to plan, which you shouldn't ever do, but you know, when you have your, you always try to plan how it might, what I could do to make sure it was the most pleasant experience possible, uh, more or less. So when I first got pregnant, first of all, Gail is my middle child and she's 36 now. So then my oldest is uh, 38. So of course it's many, many, many years ago. It, but the me- it does come back to me, all the memories and thoughts. And I really didn't think much about it. I'm the youngest of five children and, and I was always around children. So I figured it was a natural process. You get pregnant and you figure out what will happen after nine months. There was not much thought process to the process of birth. What we asked, was that typical for women of, of that time? Like, Because now we have all these books and all this information. Has that, you know, maybe we have too much information about everything. Has that created more of a, well, more a worry in, in my generation? For I, I was not typical. That uh, is true. My mom is not. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> I, I figured women had been giving birth for many, many thousands of years and that I was not going to be the first and I was not going to be the last. And I, I thought that if I followed through with a healthy pregnancy, that it, things will do its natural course and having a child would be a very good experience. Well, mm. since we're talking about preparation, yep. did you take any classes, birthing classes? Gail? I did. I took Lamaze class through the hospital that I was 
assigned to deliver my child. So I didn't pick Lamaze because I did a lot of research on what the best class would be. It was presented to me as an option and it was available to us and it was an easy enough class to sign up for. So I said, why not? We'll, we'll do it. And so we did that. And then we had, I think maybe a one or two class parenting preparation. So teaching you, you know, how to diaper a baby, how to swaddle. I don't really know if it did much for me because I still don't know what to do with the swaddling, but we figured it out and they had one on breastfeeding. I think it was helpful more or less, but again, as you will see, it's yeah, not we'll, always we'll, what... Uh, well, we'll, okay. The climax of this uh, talk will be coming in the we'll a few more minutes. Well, well, regarding with me, it was mandatory if you were going to have the natural childbirth, you had to take a Lamaze class. They didn't want anybody that was so-called inexperienced in the, in the birthing room giving birth. Now, again, I'm not a student, so I took the Lamaze class. In fact, I asked my husband today, did we take one? And he said yes. <laughs> And he was a very good student. He studied it, and he knew how to breathe and all the the, the nuances of Lamaze. But um, I just never really paid attention because I figured, again, the birthing process will take its course. So he got an A in it, and I probably got a <laughs> D or an F. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, I'm still here to tell the tale, and Gail yes. here is to tell uh-huh. her tale. So the other part to it is I did speak about your father with the birthing process, and he was a good participator with the breathing, Lamaze, you breathe. But how did your husband deal with the Lamaze, Gail? Uh, he was good. I think Rim and I are both similar and wanting to be good students, so to speak. Yeah. So, so you know, I think we both did well. We enjoyed our t- time. I think we, you know, we learned a lot. I think we, I took a lot of notes on different, I remember learning the, uh, the different birthing techniques, not birthing, but when you're in labor to like make labor more comfortable. Yeah, so I thought different the, breathing, the different yeah, breathing, the, but the, also the, they had, the, they also had like different positions yes. and like, and like they, and then they had a move where they like squeeze you in a weird way. So, yeah. so I remember that. I think I was more interested in everyone else in the class and what they were doing too. Well, in, in my Lamas class, they kept telling me if you breathe properly, you're not going to feel anything. If you do certain breaths and techniques, you're going to relax. And they kept saying this to me over and over again and I go yeah sure 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 oh. so that's different uh, than what I had well of course I mean I'm they, a lot older they didn't they didn't uh, diminish the pain aspect and I guess it also might I might also depend on the teacher because ours was not she wasn't pushing anyone to go all natural a lot of people there were might have been planning doing an epidural she was, I guess, realistic about what people might do and what they might expect. I think that might have helped because just, you know, sometimes someone being honest about what it is and what you can expect is is good, did at least from what I remember. <laughs> did you bond with anybody in your class? Did you make friends in you your know, class? You know, I I didn't. I mean, it's funny because I do remember her, the teacher, commenting that sometimes that does happen. But when I'm, it's the same thing when I'm in school. When I'm in school and I'm in a class, I'm not... I mean, I'm pleasant, and people were very nice, but I wasn't there to make friends. I was there to focus on what I was doing, and I'm like that with with any sort of academic situation. That wasn't my intention. I mean, it's very nice, I think, when it happens, and if it did, it would be Well, I didn't make any friends. Okay, so neither of us us made friends with Lamaze, so don't be in Lamaze class with us because we're not friendly. Because, uh, first of all, I wasn't a good student, and everybody was very intense, and I'm, I'm not an intense person, so I just, again... 
I think your father made a few friends, but uh, but that's about it. All right. It. Well, good. Well, it's you know it's good for the husbands. Maybe the husbands can make friends, or the or the partners. Your your partner can make some friends. So did you take any classes on breastfeeding too? We had well, that was we had one. Yeah, that was a one day workshop. What? A one day workshop. A one day workshop. I think it was yes. I well, we learned all the holds, the football hold, cradle, all that stuff. You know, but again, I think all that went out the window. And what about the nipples? The the nipples, the cracked nipples. Did they? Oh they yeah, they talked about that. Uh, well, I'm going to say some people are going to probably be jealous of me or maybe not like it, but I never had that problem with the cracked stuff. I had a, I, I mean, that's another thing. I had a, because comparatively speaking, I had an, a, a simple time well, of breastfeeding. Well, you were far more natural at breastfeeding than your mother was. But it wasn't because I knew what I was doing. I want to make that very well, clear. Maybe that's why, because I I just kind of just, I mean, I had an eager baby yeah. and we figured it out. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess nature figured it yes, out. Yes, but that's, maybe that's the next, next one. <laughs> <laughs> so the other part to it, again, is I'm not a big person on exercising. When I was pregnant, I was able to, I, I went to work and I, I took the train, the subway in New York City, we'd take the train, because I lived in Manhattan and I did exercising uh, by walking. I did not do any special types of exercises or anything like that. And I, but I don't think I was really encouraged to do that. Well, did they have like prenatal yoga or exercise? No, that, was that a have, thing back then? No, prenatal yoga was not a thing I feel like that's back new. then. And did they dis- so it sounds like, did they discourage like Nobody exercise? discouraged anything. Basically, the, the, my feeling was the momentum of being pregnant and giving birth was you ate well, you maintained a you know, healthy weight, which I never did, and I was always getting yelled at by the doctor, and then do your work and do the Lamaze, and then you give birth, lo and behold. Now, the interesting part about my sister, and she's like nine years older than me, during her day, they, she went in with labor, and they, you know, she had gas, and she didn't know she gave birth afterwards. So, so she looked at me when I actually was going through the birthing procedure. Like, you know, there was a, it, within those 10 years time, the birthing process changed because she didn't know she gave birth. And then now, um, and then I was encouraged to do the deep breathing in the Lamaze. But uh, exercise, the best thing I ever did was walking. But you had a very different form I, of exercise. I did. Well, well, I also was, was working in the Manhattan. So I was commuting too. And I was saving the subway and all that stuff. So I had that alone. I was, I actually, I worked up until the day before I gave birth. I was putting in my, my time um, and working hard. But in addition to just, as my mom said, the normal everyday walking and exercise of regular life, I also was taking a pole dancing class. Uh, a, called, po- a pole dancing class? Yes. Well, called, it's called S Factor and it's a pole, dan- pole dancing and feminine movements class. The, the man, I'm interrupting because yes. when you were taking this, nobody really knew about pole dancing. It was not all now, if you go into an exercise place, you, you do that see is true. different I, things. But yes, at the time... When, when I, well, I, mean, I was starting, so I should back up. To be clear, because just to, as a PSA, I didn't start taking this when I got pregnant. I, I had been taking this class for about, yes, about six years before I became pregnant. So I had been taking this class since about 2006 and I was pregnant in 2012. And 
So I had a lot of experience doing this warm exercise. So I should say that when, just as a sort of disclaimer, you know, when you're, if you're going to start a new exercise endeavor, when you are pregnant, make sure it's at the right level for you. And it's well, you the doctor. Talk, you talk to the doctor. Yes. Well, I, I knew that I could do it because I was, and I knew, and then more importantly, I had been doing it for long enough where I knew my body and what it could handle and what I had to modify. And as you can imagine, you know, pole dancing, normally you do a lot of flying around a pole, a lot of going upside down. I did not do that. I focused more on doing my so stretching. Did, so did this pole dancing class, did it really help you with your birthing I class? think so. I think it, I think doing this through all these years, I, the class, the movement focuses a lot on, on your hips and you, there's a lot of stretching there's a lot of squatting it's a lot of movement designed to get your pelvis opened mm -hmm. which they say does yes. help and i also think it's more than just obviously it helped me physically and it helped get build the strength mm -hmm. uh, in my body to give birth to give birth mm -hmm. but uh, at the same time i think mentally it helped me be comfortable if, if, when you're pregnant your body changes yes. and and i I was not comfortable. I yes. So I, I think I think for me it just it helped me be more aware of my body, more comfortable. I didn't feel like a whale. No, I actually liked being. I liked how I looked when I was pregnant. But well, I mean, see, that's good. <laughs> I, I don't know. I did not like. It. <laughs> and I, I don't know. If it's, like I don't know. I would have liked it any. But I think just having that encouragement. So that was that, good. So, so so that helped. But I also, in addition to that, I also took a couple of um, prenatal yoga classes as well, mm -hmm. and I think that was also good just to help with connect. It you know, was you know the I never get, you were far more prepared about giving birth. You were far more prepared than your mother was. Far more. You I did I, all these I things. did. I, I just showed up. That's true. I was prepared. I And I, of course, I'm not even going to ask my mother if she read any books. I'm going to assume that she did no, not. I did not. <laughs> I, I, of course, read read the books. I had the what to, what to expect when you're inspecting and all this other stuff. Yeah, no. But I, I will say, I look, but I, but I was given those books. Yeah, that still, was helpful. Knowing you, you still would have read Well, I also had online. I, I was researching. I also joined one of those parenting for, um, forums where people post, where they kind of track, you can, they track your pregnancy week by week. So I definitely was on all, yeah. as, all the, I had all the, I was getting all the information from everywhere. As much as I could find. I was, so, I was a researcher. Just out of curiosity then. So do you think that there's a terms now that people have a doula they have coaches. Do you think that that would have been beneficial for you or not? Well, I didn't really have time to have so a doula. So why don't we talk about this? Okay. Yes. All right. Well, have time for all the right. So because obviously the S factor helped your hips to expand. Yes. Maybe pelvic to maybe move. too much. Maybe it was. Maybe I should have. Maybe I should have. And then before you gave. <laughs> birth the day before when you worked you carried a briefcase up like how many flights of stairs yes, in the New York I know and a laptop I would take my laptop oh, home yes, to work for, yeah I was carrying it because why not why not why not go up and down the stairs with your heavy laptop and being pregnant and being pregnant why not right because that's what yeah. I do because I so like to work please hard. tell our audience so that this birth yes okay I gave birth 
I gave birth. <laughs> well, as, in case you were wondering, I was, I'm not someone without a child. Otherwise, I'd be a little odd who's doing this mother podcast. So it was I'm during gonna, Hurricane. It was right no, it, it was, was after. It was after Hurricane Sandy. Oh, I walked to, I should say, oh, I also walked to a sonogram appointment another time. But that's another story. During yeah, so I'm always, yeah, it, no, it was, it was right after Hurricane Sandy. So that will come in effect in a minute. So I'll get, I'll get to we it. We had mother- a hurricane and, uh, and everything was horrific in New York City after Hurricane yes. Sandy. Yes. And that, as I mentioned, I was working. I, you know, went to work. It was actually the day I was training my temp to come in and replace me during uh, my maternity leave. And so, you know, I had a good day. No, no, everything was uneventful. You know, I was, you know, excited the weekend was coming and I was going to relax. I went to bed um, like I normally did at a normal time. And everything, again, everything was fine. Didn't have any contractions or anything uncomfortable. Just normal, typical late stage pregnancy feelings. And I woke up in kind of like the early you know morning hours i'm guessing like maybe uh, like 2:30 ish or so give or take and i hope this isn't too much information but i woke up and i felt that i was you know i noticed that my pajamas were my bomb pajamas were were wet and my my thought was i that being solely in pregnancy that i just you know had peed in my pants because it does oh, happen. That's very normal. Right. So, because, you know, I think, again, you know, when you, when you watch movies and you see films, when you talk about, like, the water breaking, they, you make it, it's made out to be, like, there's this waterfall that it's very obvious. So, I didn't, I was not drenched. I just went to the bathroom. So, I mean, so it felt like I went to the bathroom. And then I went, you know, to the, to the actual bathroom, the toilet, and I saw that my, it was obvious that my, uh, the mucus plug was, was gone. So that I knew, because from paying attention to all the class, I was like, well, when that happens, that you're probably at least on your way to going into labor. Now, not that's going to happen in anytime soon, but more like, okay, it's probably going to happen within the next day or so. So just, you know, be aware. And that, well, first of all, let's, I'm just going by what I learned from the books. It was, it was the first pregnancy. Yes. And with any first pregnancy, you're not supposed to be in labor for a very short period of time. And when I got the phone call, I was at home at the time and I got the phone call and my husband called me and said, uh, first of all, I spoke to Gail and she says, mom, I think I'm in labor, but I'm not sure. She was going to do a wait and see. And I told her, don't do a wait and see and get herself to the hospital. And that's what happened. She went to the hospital. And then in the interim, I, I spoke to my husband and he said that she went to the hospital. I said, okay, fine. First time child coming and it's going to be a long time. Gail even called up her obstetrician. The obstetrician says, go to the hospital. No problem. And we'll do a wait and see. So Gail went to the hospital and... Well, I should just back up a bit. The reason, I should say, the reason why I, I called the doctor and you was not because I thought I was going to be having the baby soon. I still didn't think I was going to be having the baby. I was, I guess, I, I thought it was maybe severely dehydrated. I was bleeding. So I thought I was, something was wrong with me physically. I just, I, I was, I was very lightheaded. I was very dizzy. I did not feel right. So that's what prompted me to call the doctor and like, well, I actually didn't call the doctor. My husband did uh, just because I just felt something was just not right. I should not be at home. And that's, I think, also my mom agreed. So anyway, I got to the hospital and I still didn't think because all this was happening, I should say, in a very fat, short period of time. This was since I woke up in the middle of the night. This was maybe only like 
an hour or two after the fact. So knowing what I had read, I was like, I'm not going to be having this baby soon. I'm just going there to make sure that I'm okay. And we got to the hospital. As my mom mentioned there, it was right after Hurricane Sandy. So a lot of hospitals were not functioning. And this was one of the few that were, that were up and running. So they were full with patients and getting, you know, help was hard. I, you know, I, my husband sort of demanded that I had a wheelchair. And of course, I'm sure they're looking at me because a lot of women come in there thinking that their, their baby's going to be coming out right away and they're all hysterical. And they're probably like, yeah, 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 here's another, you know, crazy woman. Cause I, I think it probably happens. And then they, then it's, then it ends up being nothing. But anyway, I got my, you know, I got what I needed and we got taken up to, I guess, I guess that's the triage room it's called where they assess you. I don't know if it's called triage, but anyway, not there, the room where they see if how you're doing first before they put you in your actual birthing room. And so I get there and I go on the, um, sort of the exam examination table and the the doctor on call at the time, I think she was the resident, maybe if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. uh, she, you know, she goes to examine me and she adds, she well, she looks at me and she's like, oh, you're crowning right now. So, I, I mean, which I couldn't believe because... And crowning means the head oh, is coming Yes. Out. Well, for anyone who's not, yeah, who's not a mom yet, or list my list, yes. So I'm, I'm basically about to have this baby. Like uh, this, uh, or the baby was coming out long before I was, I got there and... I remember, you know, my, I think, you know, my husband was barely in the room. Um, my mom, you know, cause as she mentioned, she was not expecting this baby to come out. She was not there. No. So it I, was, I actually had breakfast because yes. I wanted to have a nice breakfast. Yes. Yeah, so it was my, it was myself, my husband and, and the doctor, and the doctor who the I did never, and who I didn't, who I had never met, by the way, this is a person I did not know. With all the planning and all the books. With all planning. I had, that, I no. did not think about this. I, Luckily, you know, so luckily it was pretty pain, you know, I wouldn't say painless, but in terms of time and effort, I, it was, so she told me to, you know, push, I I did. And then, then the baby was out. It was like, it was like a few minutes, um, if that, and the baby came out and then, you know, and then not that long after the, the the placenta came out and, you know, the baby was good. It was fine. She she had a baby boy. And I had a baby boy. That's my healthy and healthy. And, and I then, came, and then my mom came in. I don't even know how much time I, later. I, I came in. About, but you beat the you bet you beat my actual doctor. Yes, the yes. Well, was, I, I came in, and actually I went to the hospital, and, and there was really no one there. So I thought she was still in labor, and I asked. There was a man that was cleaning the floor, and I said to him, "You know, where is the young woman with her husband, who just came in?" And he says, "Oh." Oh, she's she's in this room, and he said. I said, "Oh, do you know what the what the baby was? You know, because we didn't know the sex of the baby. Yes, I didn't believe in that. Yes, I was a surprise. And um, he told me, and I was very surprised because he knew and I didn't. And I walked in, so I knew the sex of the child, which was a boy. And I was very happy. I missed the whole thing. I walked in. The father was happy. The mother was happy, and the resident was thrilled that she had the opportunity to. Uh, help a, a mother through labor, and it all worked out. And on the side note, uh, actually, Gail, she came rather quickly, and a young woman resident actually also delivered huh. Gail. So it's an Maybe interesting it full, circle. Uh, full circle. So, Gail, I guess you didn't need a coach, did you? No, but, you know, I think it was it was all whirlwind, and I think, you know, looking back, I 
there were probably moments I, I realized looking back, the moment I probably should have come, should have go, called and gone to the hospital was probably right when I woke up because as I mentioned, thinking that I'd, yeah, but I didn't, but it was, what I like to tell young mothers and to tell people in general, you don't know. You can watch every program. That is true. You can be, even I, I'm also a nurse, and I have been experienced with the birthing process and, and knowledge, and that's one of the reasons why I don't read all these books. So you don't know. And if you don't know something and never experience it, even if you even think you might know, I always find that there's always a curveball of something. And if you anticipate one thing, it may not happen the way you think it is. And it's okay, as long as the outcome. That is true. That's true. I'll also say that I think part of my reason for holding off and maybe not maybe seeking more help and maybe going in earlier was I had a big fear of going in too early and getting a lot of interventions and having to go through a C-section and things like that. So I was avoiding the hospital, so to speak. Um, so anyway, but that... So did you have any anxieties before all this uh, happened? Oh. Obviously, you just said you, you were concerned about... I was. I, I did, because I'm... You know, it's funny, because people are afraid. I wasn't afraid of the pain. I wasn't afraid of the labor, because I think I have a high pain tolerance. I, I mean... I had very, very bad periods, so I was able to deal with them. And I don't usually take a lot of, I don't take a lot of pain meds. I, I just, I'm able to breathe through it, so to speak. But the idea, and also what I, what I, I like being in control as much as you can be in control when you are giving birth. But for me, this, uh, the idea of having surgery where you really are, are in someone else's you know, hands it, it's, was scary for me. And I, I'm not saying, I'm not knocking anyone's, I mean, I think, I think today people are very capable but for me, it just, I, I'm very lucky in my life that I never really had, I never had really major surgery. So that for me would have been my first, potentially could have been my first time. It's, it's, and it's, I would have, it's interesting because with me, I was not concerned about a C-section because it wasn't as prevalent as it is nowadays. And I think this that's is true. I had a lot of my, a lot of my friends did have it. And I think, I think it may have been more common in my, when I was, man, when I first got pregnant, my first kid, I think that since even in this short window since I've had my first child, I think the effort to, you know, bring them down is, is, is there. Um, I mean, I think as they can, you know, obviously you want to have a healthy birth and whatever but, it is. But, so. but with your anxieties, so you hmm. were afraid about a C-section? What were the other... Just, well, I was, that was the, that was, it was a chain of events. I was afraid that I would go into, so a lot of times what happens what, from what I've heard from other women is that who have had, you know, these so-called emergency C-sections, not so where they, it wasn't necessarily what they intended, that they go into the hospital, maybe earlier on in their, in their labor process, they start with, you know, Pitocin and other maybe drugs to encourage things along or swiping mm -hmm. uh, the membranes to start the, like, so things, so techniques are done. So interventions are done to sort of encourage labor to happen. And then pain kicks up and then there's epidurals and then that makes it harder to move. And so it's a chain of events. The and then is, you were very fortunate. Maybe you preordained an easier birth that you, because maybe, too, maybe too fast. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I did. I, I guess I did get what I wished for because I didn't want to have any interventions. So I had a, a birth where it was impossible for me to have any interventions because so people even ask me sometimes if I, whether I chose or not to have an epidural or not, I, was unable to make that choice. I was already past that stage. But I will add one thing more. I think we're is just with planning and expectation. So I 
I won't go into the full story of my second kid's birth, but after my first son was born, I was like, okay, I had my first pregnancy. I remember what the experience was. I'm more in tune with my body. I know what, I know what your, I know what water breaking feels like and all that stuff. So I'll know next time. Cause it probably was going to be fast too. When it's, I'll catch it faster. So to speak, I'll be like, all right, I'll be more alert to what was happening. But long story short, my second labor experience was at, was completely different. I didn't have any of the signs of the first one. So it just goes to show that even if you've had, but I didn't, I know, you know, it didn't matter. It didn't. Yeah. But the idea of it is, <coughs> the idea of it is, is that you actually did a long walk, went up and down the stairs with the second one too. I did do a lot of, yes, I did a lot of walking with it as well, but so maybe you should, uh, with this podcast, maybe people should tune in on your birthing technique and how to prepare. Well, I, I guess I know how to speed up. I also had a less spicy food. You know, apparently I know how to get labor going. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what, it maybe is. that's my problem. Maybe I, maybe I need to do the opposite if I have another one, you know, everything worked out, but it just, it just goes to show that you can't, you can't, I mean, you can, it's good to, it's, I won't say that it's not good to read. I think it's, you know, it's good to learn. It's good to prepare, you know, take the classes, and but do what, what do what it takes, but just, you know, whatever ha- happens, you know, whether you have a labor like me where it's super fast or one where it's takes a little while, whether you end up having it natural or with an epidural or you end up having a C-section or not, whether it's planned or unplanned, whatever it is, it's, it's, I think it's the birth that you're, you're meant to have. Well, and it's, it's, it's the birth you well, the birth that you not so much meant you have, supposedly you prepare for birth before you're even born. And some people say, you know, the birthing process gives you a force to go through life. So if you have an easy birth, maybe you have an, an easier life. If it's more difficult, maybe it uh, maybe it's a, you know, a, a, a sense that your life may be difficult. Interesting. Who knows? But well. the point of it is is that the main thing is is that as long as the baby's healthy and the mother's healthy and she was able to go home and we are creating this podcast with everybody together and health and that's the important so thank you for gail for sharing and thank you you, man we will continue